Shadow Truck. Welcome to the first Celsia Art Podcast. My name is Jesse. I'm going to be the guy that's uh, doing this whole thing. And yeah, I'm just a big fan of art, big fan of podcasts, video games, comic books, basically anything geeky. And so, I, you know, a lot of my friends do it. I love to listen to them. Might as well do my own. Um, what you just heard was a theme song that my son actually made three years ago when he was three years old about dino trucks. It's one of my favorite things. I have it on SoundCloud. Um, I've got my own music on there. It's got about 13 hits for my music. And that song, I believe, last I checked, has over 400. So that's fun. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, yeah, so like I said, my name is Jesse. Um, I'm an artist. I'm currently on Instagram. That's kind of where a lot of my posts go. I'm really a big fan of like Spider-Man, Ninja Turtles. Uh, a lot of my art typically revolves around that. And yeah, uh, I've, I've spoken to a few people regarding what it is they'd like to hear on this. A lot of people have said that they really enjoyed some of the interviews I did with my kids. So I'm going to have a segment called Little Artist Interview, which I'm going to be doing right now. Okay, this is going to be the Little Artist portion, uh, Little Artist Interview. I've gotten a lot of requests for this, so um, let's see what happens. I'm here once again with Gwen. Say hello, Gwen. Hi. Hi, yes. Do you consider yourself to be an artist? <laughs> Is that a yeah? Yeah. Okay, what kind of art do you like to do? Uh, sleep. You like to sleep? Sleeping is an art? You must inherit that from me. Very good. Yeah, I like to talk. You like to talk? No, really? <laughs> do you like to talk about art? Yep. Okay. And what is it that you like to make with art? Um, I make um, gingerbread. Okay. And, and I want to watch Wiggles. You, know, you want to watch the Wiggles? Okay, we can do that in a bit. Bye. Bye? Is, it, is that the end of the interview? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the end. Thank you. Bye. Okay, and that was my daughter, Gwen. Uh, the whole idea from that was I had done a test podcast, and a lot of people liked it, so I went ahead and included it just to, you know, see what other people might think, people that aren't friends. In regards to what this podcast is supposed to be, it's supposed to be about comics, art, um, what it is to be an artist, um, what it is that I'm working on, things that are going on right now in terms of comics and movies, video games, all the things I love. The whole thing is supposed to be just fun. Uh, in the future, I was thinking maybe we might do some kind of contest or something where people can wear in original art. I ask questions like, oh, you know, what kind of, I don't know, like video game would make a great movie? How would you do it? Who would you cast? That kind of stuff. Uh, in the meantime, this is all new. I don't really have a lot of people um, sending me in anything, obviously, because this thing is no one really knows about it. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and dive in um, about who I am. Like I said, I, my name is Jesse. I'm an artist that's based out of Orange County. I'm a big fan of you know comics and basically trying to make comics. Um, I'm also an illustrator. I've been published as of last year in a book called um, At Coker Station. And I'm currently working on a children's book with a friend. And in regards to what I'm doing now, a personal project that I'm doing is an alternative take on Spider-Man. It's a fan comic, which might be a little weird to some people. Like, why would you do something that's not really your own property? Um, the reason why I would do that is mainly just to, I don't know, it's, when it's something that people know, they're more interested in actually checking it out. You know, if someone's like, oh, I have my own take on Spider-Man, 
you're more likely to go ahead and want to, you know, click on the link and see what's going on, see what the comic is, especially if it's free. Obviously, it's going to be free. You know, I can't really make any money off of it. But the whole point is just trying to get my name out there, letting people see the art, and letting people see what kind of writing I do. And who knows where it can lead from there. And the whole thing is, I really just want to make things that people really like and that they really enjoy and want to tell their friends about. Um, in regards to the project that I'm doing now, like I said, it's an alternative take on Spider-Man. Um, years and years and years ago, I think like 15 years ago or something, maybe longer, there was the Spider-Clan. It was a, you know, a reimagining of like Spider-Man, um, like in, fe in feudal Japan, like sort of like a manga. I checked out the first issue, I was really excited about it. I just couldn't get into it. Uh, years later, I think it was like 2007, started playing Mortal Kombat. I was working at AutoZone. And what would happen is I'd play the game before um, going to AutoZone. Didn't have a car back then, so I'd walk to work. While I was walking to work, I was trying to imagine, like, what would happen. Like, how would a character like Spider-Man fit into a Mortal Kombat type of universe? And as I was walking, I'd get all these ideas of how characters would interact, how the origin would be, and that's basically the genesis of where this idea came from. Uh, I, want, I would want it to be more bloody. I'd want it to be a little bit more gritty. Um, I'd love to see you know, different takes on the characters, and so that's what I basically did, was I tried to reimagine what they would be like, obviously not doing exactly Peter Parker, not doing the exact story, just a complete uh, overhaul, but still making the core of the character the same. It was, um, I basically had the entire comic stuck in my head, I've got it all planned out, the entire story arc, it would, it would be a, a huge amount of issues, maybe like 12, I don't know. So, you know, I threw it out there. I threw out a couple ideas last year about four ideas that I had. Uh, one of them was about um, basically neckbeards. <laughs> That's what the comic would have been called. It was about um, these, basically these neckbeards, these fedora-wearing neckbeards that would get superpowers and they would try and be heroes. The problem is that their egos would kind of take over. They would be like, oh, why aren't we more appreciated? Why aren't women throwing themselves at us? That kind of thing. And all of a sudden, you just see them start to abuse their powers. It's these, it's the the notion that there's these toxic, just jerks all around us that think that they are the nice guy and think that they deserve certain things because they're the nice guy. They have this image of themselves, and had if they were given power, exactly how they would be, and you would start to see exactly you know the flaws that they actually have. They would become magnified, and so that was kind of the. Um, the gist of it, and that the protagonist would actually be exactly what they would hate, which is a strong female that would ha want to have nothing to do with them. Um, she would be the one to go and on and try and take these guys on, noticing that they're abusing their powers. And so she, they would, she would take them on one by one. There'd be, you know, maybe a dozen of them, and there'd be infighting, and there was just a whole arc. It, the whole thing was really meant to be fun, and sort of just poking fun at that whole community of just really toxic people in great fandoms that just bring you know, a bad name to them. Uh, so that was one idea. It, it was okay. Um, some, some people liked it. Another idea was one called Seraph, basically, you know, legions of different assassins. Um, this one, this woman would be killed and then brought back as a robot. Um, the robot would be able to change different shapes, make weapons, and she'd eventually find out exactly, like, there's actually a lot more going on behind the scenes. You can't trust certain people. She has to go out on her own. And, well, I mean, if I were real more, there'd be no point in uh, ever reading it. And eventually I would like to do it. But unfortunately, that got like zero likes. Nobody had any interest in it whatsoever. 
the third one that I, the third idea that I pitched was a story about a kid that was working at a video store that's just closing down. Obviously, nobody really goes to video stores anymore. And as this kid is cl- is cleaning up the back room, he finds this book. And it's an old cheat code that, like, you know, me and my friends and my cousins would go to Blockbusters and, you know, just write down all the codes. It's basically that, except it doesn't say a specific game. And so what the protagonist finds out is that when he does the commands that are in the book, it activates cheat codes in his real life. And so he kind of sees or the reader gets to see exactly how those would play out in the real world and the consequences from that. And eventually he would find out that he's not the only one that has this cheat code. And he, you know, he does the normal standard thing where he's, you know, do I use this for money? Do I use this to help people? What do I use this for? I've got this power. Do I tell anybody? Uh, typical stuff, but I really wanted it to be sort of like those 90s movies where like a kid gets a power and you know, it's more fun, sort of whimsical, but at the same time, you know, kind of go a little bit deeper and make it a little bit more realistic. And then finally, I pitched the Spider-Man idea. That's the one that people hopped on. I described it as being Spider-Man meets uh, Mortal Kombat meets Ninja Scroll meets Mega Man. Because in my version of the comic, uh, Spider-Man's gifted these um, these blades that are sort of like talons. And when he sinks them into a bad guy, if the person's got too much evil in them, they would be reduced to basically a husk. There'd be nothing left. They'd be webbed up, and it would basically look like a, a giant fly that had been eaten or something. Um, and later on, as he's fighting on these bigger, badder guys, he's been given the power where once he defeats one of these people, he actually absorbs a power from one of them. I'm not going to say exactly which powers he gets, because, I, like I said, that's the current project I'm working on, and I want people to check it out. But he gets stronger with each villain that he takes down. So... Uh, that's what I'm currently working on at the moment. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I sent out uh, some rough drafts. Most people seem to like it. There were some issues that were brought up. Um, and I'm kind of going back and forth about how to tackle them. They were valid points and stuff. Some things I just have to decide whether or not to just ignore because I just don't agree with. And others I completely agree where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I missed that. You know, for Peter Parker, at least in the comics we know, a big part of it is the social aspect, which is his friends. And I knit, in the comic, I didn't really delve into that. My Spider-Man doesn't really have a personality yet. And that is definitely a problem. That's one of my things my buddy Chris pointed out. And so I'm currently working on the second draft and trying to figure out how I can make this version of Peter Parker more likable, um, more relatable, and just also give him a good cast of friends. Kind of like Buffy or... Um, or the Flash. So that's my that's what I'm currently trying to do. Um, another segment that I would like to do, because before I even decided to do this, was I posted, oh, does anyone have any questions that they want me to answer? Uh, one of them was from Justin Prime. He's actually a guy that has his own podcast, and one of the inspirations for that, for this podcast here. And he asked about uh, daily life and arting, and the, uh, you know, being a parent and doing art, what's that like for me? And, um... Daily life and arting is it's difficult, you know, especially when you have a wife and kids. It's not easy. It's very hard to find the time. Even this, just to find the time, is <laughs> not easy. But it's a goal I've been wanting to do for a long time, and it felt important, so I had to make the time. Um, but, yeah, when you've got a wife and you've got kids and you've got work and you've got all these other responsibilities, it can be very hard, especially if you're trying to make your way professionally. And... You know, it's going to come with some sacrifice. For me, a lot of times, that sacrifice comes in the form of sleep. Um, when I was first doing my Instagram, 
I was only getting about four or five hours of sleep because I'd wait till the wife fell asleep and the kid fell asleep, and then I would go and just draw. And that was my thing. I had read Kevin Smith's Tough Shit. He had uh, inspired me to, you know, really make a change and have a goal. You know, I had to realize what it is I wanted to do, and that was drawing. He basically said, you know, set out maybe 10 minutes a day, do that thing you love and get better at it. And that's what I did for an entire year. And it worked out phenomenally. Not only did I get better, I started to do art shows. I started selling art. I made new friends. I was networking. Um, that year was fantastic. I saw myself grow exponentially. It was wonderful. Uh, I would highly suggest doing the same thing, just setting a goal. Um, unfortunately, I eventually just kind of fell off. I'm not as active as I was. I don't draw every day. I try to, and it's really easy to fall in that whole trap of like, oh, I worked really hard, it's been a long day, I deserve to watch a show or read, and if you keep doing that every day, you're never going to get where you really want to be, and that's one thing I realized, if I want this year to be different, then I have to be different. The habits I have, the things I do, all of that has to be different. Uh, same thing, you know, in regards to anything you want to do, if, if you're a person that you know, you want to be an artist, absolutely make the time to do it. 10 minutes a day is not much. I mean, I used, you know, during lunch breaks, that's what I would do. I would go and eat my lunch really quickly, or even while eating, I'd be at like Carl's Jr. or something and drawing. And that all helped. Um, yeah, that first year on Instagram was, first maybe one or two years was great. And one of the things I discovered was um, how encouraging Instagram could be. Because even though my art wasn't great, there were people that were liking and commenting and stuff. People I'd never met, and that was awesome. I met, met this fantastic community of artists that unfortunately we all kind of like went our separate ways as the years have gone on. A few of them I still keep in contact with. Um, my buddy JB, he's actually one of the most encouraging guys, and he's been there from the beginning. Just super cool guy. He's one of the guys that's making me go ahead and do all this. Um... In regards to the uh, Spider-Man thing, he's the guy that, even when I was feeling really discouraged, he was like, no, dude, you should keep doing it. I really liked what I read. Same thing with my wife. My wife <laughs> gave me probably the most realistic and best advice, which was stop being a little emo punk, a little emo punk, I'm sorry if I, um, and just get back to it. If it's really that important, who cares? Just finish it. So that's definitely part of the goals of 2019. Um, in regards to being a parent in art, Parent, being a parent takes up so much time. It's it's your life. You know, once you're a parent, your kids are your life and that's it. Even when they go to bed, you know, if you're drawing or whatever, if all of a sudden they cry, you got to get up and check out what's going on. Make sure they're okay. And, you know, that just eats into time. Um, I think if I had started this goal before I had kids, I'd probably be doing pretty well. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be doing pretty well. It's just I'd probably be further... Or I probably, knowing me, I probably would have just sank more hours into video games because I just wasn't very disciplined back then. Um, a second question came from a buddy, Bruce, a.k.a. Aspen Art on Instagram. He said, how has art touched your life and what does your art routine le uh, look like? And art, yeah, art. <laughs> um, art has definitely made things way better in my life. Art gave me an escape. Um, as a kid, you know, all those shows, Ninja Turtles and Spider-Man, X-Men, all that, you know, when things weren't going great, those are the stories that inspired me and it made me want to be a storyteller as well. Um, you know, all those comics, all those books, Calvin and Hobbes, 
uh, was a huge influence. You know, it's just incredibly inspiring to see these drawings, and as simple as they were, see them juxtaposed with the more realistic drawings that uh, um, that you would see in the comic strips. Um, without comics, I don't think my life would be as good. You know, in, in regards to art as well. Um, I don't know, and then when you're an artist, especially as a kid, you become known as the guy that draws, and that's always kind of cool. I know, I remember back in fourth grade, we had these tickets that you could use to go and buy stuff in the class if you've done well, and I started drawing a Power Ranger, and these kids all of a sudden started coming around, and they're like, oh, you drew that? How did you draw that? Can I get one? And I'm like, okay, and someone's like, I'll give you two of my tickets. I'm like, oh, cool, okay. And suddenly, right then and there, I became a paid artist. And that was kind of cool, but then, I can't remember, somebody, I think the teacher, like, put a stop to it. It wasn't fair or something. So that ended. But, um, art has been somewhat of a savior at times. You know, there are times where it can be the thing that tortures you, because you're not doing as well as you think you should. Um, you know, you can really get down on yourself, especially, in, you know, Instagram can also be discouraging at times, because there's so many talented artists out there. Um, but there's a difference between getting discouraged, discouraged and inspired. And I think it's always important to look at someone's art and not be discouraged, but instead ask yourself, what is it that they're doing right? What can I take from this? You know, and, um, to anyone that if you're young and you've got no kids, you got nothing really holding you down, maybe you've got a part-time job at a retail place and it sucks. This is the time to start and do your thing. Um, what I would say to someone that was, if I could talk to myself at like 18 or 16 even, I would say that comic you want to do, do it. It's not going to be pretty. It may not be the best, but finish it. Do it and finish it. The, th the difference between a lot of artists right now is there's a lot of great artists, but not a lot of them finish things. The guys that are able to actually complete a comic are head and shoulders above the guys that can draw super well, but they can't complete long projects. The guys that are going to get work are the guys that can meet deadlines and finish things. And if you're able to do that, to make yourself disciplined and be able to finish things, and as well as continue to push yourself, there's no limit to how far you're going to go. Um, going back to the parenting thing, the cool thing about having kids, they love to draw too. My son is way better than I ever was at the age of six. When I was six, I was doing scribbles. This kid is doing fossils and dinosaurs. He knows, he seems to know perspective and stuff. It's kind of weird. Like he does these little details that I would never have considered at his age. Um, and so I'm encouraging the hell out of him. You know, no matter what he does, I'm always encouraging him, but with art especially, you know, I always tell him, wow, you did a really good job. It looks like you took a lot of work into looking at the details, and he's repeated to me words like, I used a reference, you know. Um, but yeah, just draw every day um, and finish the things that you want. Don't hold back. And, you know, if you have a goal, just go for it. I know it can be scary, but I would highly encourage it. Um, let's see what else. I'm sorry, I have a card here to basically tell me how to do this podcast um, of things I want to tackle. And it says, what to expect in the future. In the future, like I said, I'm probably going to talk more about the project I'm working on, what it's like. So if you're someone that's like, oh, what's it like to work on a comic? Is it as difficult as it sounds? And so far, yeah, it's pretty fucking hard. Uh, <laughs> excuse my language. It's, it can be tough. Um, but yeah, I'll keep... Updating uh, updates on this as well. Uh, I plan on talking more about like if I see a, a Marvel movie or a comic book movie, I'm definitely gonna give my two cents. 
I may at some point talk about how I'm not a fan of the Raimi trilogy, which has gotten me <laughs> into some deep debates with friends and people on Instagram. And, um, sorry about that, got kind of cut off there. But yeah, like I said, I'm going to be talking at some point about like the Spider-Man Raimi trilogy, which everyone seems to love. I'm not so crazy about. Um, I plan on talking about like the Dark Knight trilogy, which also I'm not so crazy about. Basically, these are going to cost me some some nerd cred, but it's totally fine. And I, hopefully in the future, I'll also have friends on here. I've got friends that are that have some very strong opinions as well, which also reminds me of my buddy Dylan, who has a podcast as well called Nerd With An Opinion. Definitely check that out. Same thing with Justin Prime. He's got the Primecast that's available on like iTunes and stuff. Definitely check that out as well. And yeah, that's about it. Uh, hopefully you get something out of this. Hopefully you enjoy it. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.